Kids are a blessing, aren't they? And Sunday school teachers are a blessing too, and so are teachers. I love Sunday school teachers and teachers. My hat goes off to every single one of them dealing with children day in and day out and not losing their cool. I don't know how they do it. Anyway, I have the privilege this morning of bringing the word. And um, before we do that, I'd just like to pray so that it's not my words, but God's words that you hear this morning. Father God, I just thank you for your presence here this morning, Father God, and, and Lord, for the opportunity and the privilege of being present when we dedicate one of the precious gifts that you've given us back to you, Father God, for your glory. Lord, I pray this morning as we continue with our service, Father God, that you will continue to be glorified. Father God, the words that I speak this morning will be your words. Father God, shut my mouth when I am about to say something stupid or not of you. Lord, you know where I'm at. You know where everyone else is at in this room, Father God. And I pray that the message that comes through this morning will be something that people can grab a hold of and apply, Father God. Not just be hearers of the word, but be doers. In the name of Jesus, amen. So this morning, I'm going to do a little bit of an object lesson. I like object lessons. Does everyone know what an object lesson is? Larie. Larie's the only one that knows, so obviously I need to explain. An object lesson is a lesson about an object. So it's basically taking an everyday object and learning about it. Pretty intense. Don't know if we can handle it. Can you handle that this morning? Now this morning's object is something that you haven't pondered deeply for a very, 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 very long time. It's something that you've probably walked over the top of and no, it's not the sequence up the back of the room from yesterday. It's probably something that ha you have multiples of in your home and probably not something you've thought about recently at all. It is, are you ready? The rubber band. Dun, 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 a rubber band. And you say, okay, where are we going with this? A sermon about a rubber band. Oh my goodness. No, I'm not going to flick it out because it's most likely to hit me in the face rather than flick across the room. And Michael Kernow is not handy to do it. Actually, he'd probably flick it at me anyway, wouldn't you, Michael? No, no, never. No. So this morning we're going to talk to you about a rubber band. Do you know that the rubber band was patented over 270 years ago? It's been around since 1845. The rubber band. So it means it was probably around a little bit longer than that because that's when the patent was done. So 1845, these suckers have been lying around in our drawers, being tripped over, being used in our lives. Now, there's many things you can learn from a rubber band. There's many properties. A rubber band is stretchy. It can stretch. But do you know what else? It can go back to its normal size too. So this morning, I am going to pull a few life applications out of my stretchy rubber band. So the first one I want you to think about is stretching your faith. How is God stretching your faith at the moment? You know, a rubber band that's not stretchy is not useful, is it? Now, I have one here. Every now and then, you know how you come across a rubber band that you think is going to work really well? And then you pull it and it breaks. I'm hoping I've grabbed the right one. No, I haven't. I've lost it. No, nope, that's it. My dodgy rubber band. 
not stretchy anymore, not useful. If your faith isn't stretched, you're not going to be useful. A rubber band that can't stretch and return to shape and stretch and return to shape isn't useful. It breaks, it's brittle, it's hard. And we as people aren't useful if we can't be stretched. You know, I got challenged recently. Um, we, the ladies all went on camp last week. And one of the things that I took away from that was stretching your tent pegs out or being stretched. And, you know, stretching is good for, our, good for us. And that, who, who here's into running and, and exercise and all that sort of thing? Okay, you fit people. What do you do before you run? You stretch, don't you? You do a bit of this, some of that. Is that right, Steve? Something like that? Yeah, obviously I don't do much of this, but that's okay for the time being. So you, before you exercise, you stretch, don't you? And why do you stretch? You stretch so that you gain control of your muscles. Because without that stretching, you don't have as much flexibility in them. You get more flexible with a stretch. And you also get a greater range of motion when you stretch. I remember when I was um, in high school, I did work experience at a physiotherapist. And there was this footballer who came in for some physio. He was a very fit person. He, he, was, um, he played a full game of football, ran around for, you know, the whole time that he was doing it, however long that particular code went can't remember whether he's AFL or NRL. But, you know, he was really physically fit. He was an athlete. But not every muscle in his body was used in that game. And when you stretched his legs in a certain direction, there wasn't much given them. They, they didn't have much range of motion because he didn't use those muscles. He didn't stretch those muscles. In other directions, he could, you know, probably bend himself in half and over backwards. But because he didn't use certain muscles, he didn't have any range of motion in the nose. So every now and then, I think God puts us in situations where we stretch a few muscles that we don't use all the time. He stretches our faith as we walk through different circumstances in our life. And he does it. He does it gradually. He gradually stretches it out. Because if you do a full stretch straight out, you're going to break something. But if you gradually stretch something out and exercise it, you'll increase your range of motion. And in spiritual terms, as you stretch your faith and you start increasing um, your, your openness to God and that, you'll eventually be used more. Your sphere of influence will increase. Your, your influence, your impact on people will increase. Things, your range, your motion, the where you go will increase gradually. And I think that's something we can learn from our old humble rubber band is that our faith needs to be stretched. It's no good if we sit stagnant. We won't go anywhere. A rubber band just by itself is pretty useless. It's not much good unless we stretch it and we use it. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith it is impossible to, see, to, to please him. And without faith... You can't be stretched. You have to have faith. And then you have to exercise that faith to grow. So the first thing we're learning from our, from our uh, rubber band is to stretch your faith. Second thing, be flexible. A rubber band can stretch, but it also goes back to shape, doesn't it? And it gets bigger and smaller. And you know what? I use rubber bands on a, diff a lot of different things. Sometimes it's to wrap you know, a little, little group of pencils together like this. 
Sometimes a rubber band is used to wrap a whole big bunch of papers with it. The same rubber band can do both. It's flexible. It can wrap big things together, it can wrap small things together. You just fold it in on itself a few times. I can wrap my fingers together. Or my hands together. Same rubber band does both things. Quite different, aren't they? They're flexible. They can be used in multiple situations. And how flexible are we? Now, I'm not saying that you should compromise on your standards or, your, or the Word of God. Not at all. That's inflexible. It's immovable. It doesn't change. The Word of God stands. But how we deal with situations and how we deal with the places we're put into is where we can be flexible and where we can move. How we work with people... Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes working with people is hard work. You know what? Not everybody thinks the same way I do. Shock horror. Would you have thought that, Cheryl? Like, really? No one thinks like I do. I am unique. I think differently to everybody else. Oh, my goodness. So when someone presents an idea to me, they're going to come to at it from a different point of view to me, aren't they? They're not going to have the same background to come to the conclusion they have. When they see a situation, they're going to come to a totally different conclusion about that situation than I am. There might be some parallels, but in a lot of situations, people think differently to us. They come to a different conclusion. So how flexible are you and willing to listen to the other person's point of view? It's a life lesson that I'm still trying to learn. Are you open to new ideas or are you immovable and inflexible and this is the way we always do it and we can't do it any other way? I have never, ever said that. Never, ever. Never, ever? Never say never. God has a funny sense of humour. But how many of you have heard yourself say that? This is the way we do it. How many times have you said it to your kids? Now, this is the way you do it. But they say, but mum... They don't think the same way we do. Why should we expect everybody else we interact with to think the same way we do? Right? How flexible are you? Can you consider the other person's point of view? Now, I'm not saying they're right or you're right or they're wrong or you're wrong. But can you consider where they're coming from? Can you consider their needs? Can you think outside of the box and see how they could maybe come to a different conclusion to you? Are you flexible enough to consider a different way of doing things. You know what? When I've sat down and listened to people, I've learned some really good ways of doing things that I'd never, ever think of doing. Or I've heard some really great ideas that if I had stayed in my own mindset, I would never have put into practice or allowed to develop my life. God puts people in our lives to teach us to be flexible. And some people are put in our lives to teach us a lot more flexibility than others because they think very differently. And that's a good thing. So next time you come up against an idea or a situation or something that challenges you to think outside your box, think of the good old rubber band. Are you flexible? Are you willing to take on the next challenge and wrap yourself around it? Whatever that may be. The next thing, which we've already touched on, is that rubber bands hold things together. 
really that's their primary purpose, isn't it? It isn't to flick across the room at people. I know some people think that is the primary purpose of rubber bands, but it's not. It's actually to hold things together. Now think of all the things you have in your home or in your office or wherever that are held together by rubber bands. Post office uses it all the time. How many gets that big water junk mail every week? And what's wrapped around it? A rubber band. Little rubber band, really. It's not a big one. It's probably about eh, that big. Goes around a huge water mail. But it holds it all together so you can pick it up. Otherwise, it'd be blowing all over the neighbourhood and driving everyone crackers. So rubber bands hold things together. Are you a rubber band that holds things together? Do you hold it together when things are going a little bit pear-shaped or things are a little bit challenging or do you sort of let it go? Do you wrap yourself up a bit tightly or do you sort of sit loosely in the situation and then when push comes to shove and the things that are holding it together, it falls apart? How well do you hold things together? They're really useful the old rubber band, but if it doesn't do its primary purpose, if it doesn't hold things together, if it doesn't do what it's called to do, it's not useful, is it? A rubber band that's broken or a rubber band that is not stretchy is useless. It doesn't hold things together. Are you stretchy? Are you flexible? Are you able to hold things together? Do you stay calm when things happen that are a little bit unforeseen or do you react? When life throws a curveball, what is your go-to reaction? Is it take a deep breath, take stock of the situation and move forward or is it... <coughs> For each one of us, different situations are going to bring a different response. I know I do both. Some things I can take with, you know, really easy and other things it's just like, oh, I can't do this anymore, you know. Are you able to hold it together when things get tough? If you aren't able to hold it together when things get tough, then you need to turn to the source. You need to go back to the source, which is the word of God and, and God, and plug yourself in and say, God, I can't do this. I need you to be my rubber band and help me to hold it together. I need you to be there for me. I need you to wrap yourself around me and this situation and hold me together. Be my refuge. Be my strength. Be my source. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In order to hold it together, it has to be through Christ. So if you, if you struggle to hold it together when life circumstances come your way, if things don't go the way that you think they should, turn to the source. Christ will be the person who can hold it together or hold you together so you can hold it together and be that source of strength, be that, be that comfort to others. Another way you can hold it together is do you hold together those around you with love and prayer? Not just life situations, but in day to day. Do you hold it together with prayer? Do you hold prayer? Do you hold your life together with prayer? Do you submit what you do to God? Whatever situation you come across, is your first response, God, I'm glad you're here with me? Or is it react and then, oh, hang on, God's there with me. God can help you hold it together. God can help you hold your family together. 
God can help you to hold your situations together? Do you wrap your arms of prayer around those who are, who are significant in your life, your family, your friends, your leaders, those in authority, those that you work with? Do you wrap them in prayer? Do you hold them together by prayer and continue to submit them to God? Rubber bands, wrap things together. They hold them together. How are you holding things together? The last truth that we can learn from a rubber band, and uh, again, this was really challenging to me. This, a lot of these ideas came out of a, um, a short devotional that I was looking into when I was preparing for Memory Makers. And um, this one particularly challenged me, and that's that uh, an overstretched rubber band will eventually break. Like, this is a big rubber band. It stretches a long way. But if someone else grabbed the other end and kept stretching and kept stretching and kept stretching, it would eventually reach a breaking point and snap, wouldn't it? And we're like that. We can become so busy and so overcommitted that we keep stretching and stretching and stretching and stretching and stretching and we take on one more thing and one more thing and one more thing, and eventually, and I'm not going to do it because it'll hurt, it'll snap, won't it? Who's reached breaking point? I know I've been at a point where I just have too much happening, and I think, God, why didn't I listen to everybody saying you're doing too much? We can overcommit so much that we get to breaking point, and it's a killer. An overstretched rubber band breaks. Overstretched people are messy. They fall apart. And I encourage you, take stock of where you're at. What are you involved in? What are you doing? Where are you at? Are you stretching yourself too thin? Are the important things not being done because you're too busy? Are you praying? Are you reading the word? Are you spending time with your family? Are you spending time with God? If you say no to any of those things... Take stock. Are you too busy? Because eventually, like a rubber band that stretched too far, you will break unless you continue to put into your life and continue to do what God says. In the Bible, there's a classic story, and I'm not sure how many of you will be familiar with it, about someone who was stretched almost to breaking point. Now, who knows Moses? Good old Moses, part, part of the Red Sea. When they went through the Red Sea and they were wandering through the wilderness, as with any group of a million people, there were a few issues that needed to be ironed out. You know, just a million people, only a few. Wouldn't be too many problems with a million people, would there? So all these people had, had issues going on and Moses, being their leader, had the open ear and they came to him to sort out their issues. And, you know, word got out, hey, Moses will sort this out, we'll go see him. Now, eventually... The line to see Moses every day would start at dawn and go till dark and would just keep going. And there'd just be people after people coming to him to deal with things. And it might be really simple things like, uh, God, my neighbour stole my chicken. What am I going to do? To, you know, there's been a murder in the camp. How do we deal with this? You know, sort of, you know, this or this or, you know, someone, someone said something to me and I just can't handle it. So there's all these issues coming to Moses every day, day in, day out. Now, he's the leader of a million people and he's dealing with their problems each day and that's good because that's what leaders do. They do troubleshoot and they do lead. But they also need to have time to lead 
And if they're continually dealing with issues all the time, they can't do the planning and the progress and, you know, hey, we need to move camp in a week's time. Can you guys get all this organised? Because they're continually listening to issues all the time. And so Moses' father-in-law is sitting there watching Moses, working himself to death. He is tired. He's not seeing his family. Nothing's happening. And he says to Moses, Moses, you can't keep doing this. You've got too much on your plate. You spend all day listening to all these people with all their issues and then you have to try and organise some stuff. And somewhere in that is my daughter, who you're not paying any attention to, and your children. He says it's got to stop. Put some people in place who will share the load. He had overcommitted. There were other people who could do what he could do. There was someone else who could sort out the squabble between the neighbours. There was someone else who could sort out this issue and that issue. And what he did was he put in place, and he listened to his father-in-law. So, you know, the in-laws do have some good things to say. That's that whole, you know, look outside of the box thing. So, so he listened to his fa- father-in-law and he put in place a graduated system. So they would go to, the f- I think it was a group of 50 or, or a group of 100 were assigned to one person. And then if that person couldn't sort that out, they would go to someone who was higher up and he dealt with, say, 10 groups of 100 and gradually up the chain until the really serious issues that couldn't be sorted out by other people were sorted out by Moses. And then Moses had time to do what he had to do, which was lead a million people for 40 years through a wilderness. So he, he went from being overcommitted to putting in place things and allowing other people to step up and do what needed to be done. And I think that's a lesson we can all learn. If you feel like you are overcommitted, if you've got too much happening, if there's other stuff, look around you. Is there someone else who can help you? Mums, if you're struggling to get things done, can your kids stack the dishwasher or unstack it? Can your kids vacuum so that you can do stuff? My kids can. They've learnt the hard way. Mum's busy, mum's working, they need to help out. There are other people who can do that. And by doing that, you empower them to take control of their life and to grow and develop and to become the people that they are called to be. Have a look around you. If you're in ministry, have a look around you at those who are in ministry. Who can you teach to do what you do so that you can do some of the other dreams and the other goals that you've got? If you're at work, have a look. Is there something you can get someone else to do? Or you say, hey, that person does these things so much better than I do. Let's see if they've got a bit of time to pick up some of the slack for me. Think outside the box. Look around you for those who may be able to be supportive of you in whatever you're doing. Bring around you that team. Let go of the extra things. If there's stuff in your life that's just keeping you busy and has no fruit and is not productive and you know God's not calling you to do, let it go. There's someone else who will be called to do that. God won't let it lay by its side. Someone else will pick that up. If you're too busy, you need to let some things go. There's one other extreme to that too. Is that a rubber band that sits for a long time and doesn't get used. It doesn't flex. It doesn't wrap around things. It just sits there. You know, it looks good. It's a rubber band. But eventually... It'll break. We had a couple of bags of rubber bands sitting out in the shed that we use for Red Shield every, every year. And we went out to grab them this year. Yeah, we hadn't used them for a while. We didn't need quite so many each year, so the, these ones just sat in the bags. 
And then this year we needed some rubber bands. So I said, oh, there's some in the shed. We'll go and grab those. And they've been sitting there for who knows how long. Hadn't been used. Weren't available to be used because they were just sitting out on the shed. And when we went to use them, every single one of them had perished and they snapped. Are you sitting on a shelf? Are you a rubber band that could be used but isn't available? Are you a rubber band that's sitting on a shelf somewhere that has talents, that has abilities, that can speak into the lives of others, who can walk alongside and help others, who can be a support for others, but you're just sitting there? Step up. Start allowing yourself to be used. Start being stretched. Start allowing yourself to move. Start being flexible. Start doing some of those exercises and make some, and increase your mobility, increase your range of motion, increase your sphere of influence. So every, every time you look at a rubber band now, you'll think about it differently, won't you? I know I will. I'll think about the flexibility that I'll have in different situations and whether I, I can look outside of my box into the box of another and consider their needs as well as my own. And I'll think about what my, what my influence is. Am I holding things together or am I allowing the bundle to drop? Or am I stretched so far that I'm going to break because I'm overcommitted? Or am I just sitting there waiting to be used and not putting up my hand and saying, here am I, send me. The old rubber band. I'll get the musos to come up. I'm also going to get a couple of people to um, hand out a rubber band to remind you of these things. I'm purposely giving them out to you at the end so no one flicks them at me. <laughs> 